the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Joe Sutton giving you a shout out from North Minneapolis and uh, Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, some great things coming up in, in the future church. I mean, next month, uh, month of April, uh, we're going to have a little uh, mini revival, a little soul, soul saving work. Uh, D. Warford, a uh, man of God from uh, California, is coming in and uh, he's going to be uh, teaching some soul winning techniques to us. And we're going to go out there and impact the community and it's going to have a time of prayer. And uh, see what see what God can do. You know, what I mean, as God says, you know, when two or more gather His name, He's in the midst of them, and, and uh, we'll let Him decide what's going to be done during those two nights. So that'll be uh, that third weekend in April. And I'm counting back for you. Uh, third weekend in April. Uh, that it'll be the twenty the twenty second, and then uh, April tenth. Uh, right now, we're in a time of forty days of of uh, fasting. We fast forty days before uh, the beginning of Passover. Uh, you know, and we're we're a we're a more of a Passover centered congregation as opposed to Easter, and uh, we will have our Seder meal uh, at six o'clock on April tenth um, to start off that season. So we'll gather together and and uh, and and have a Seder meal together and have a time of reenactment and prayer. And uh, you're more than welcome to come. Uh, you know, the cost is ten dollars, but if you don't have ten dollars, don't worry about it. You know, what I mean, uh, just come in there and eat. We have a meal. Uh, lamb and and uh, some people have chicken and then uh, you know other little side fixes Mediterranean salad things things of such and uh, we 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 do the ceremony of the the the, the four cups and of course we're waiting for the fifth cup when when Jesus comes back and uh, and so it's, it's a good time if you've never been to a seder meal before and never uh, understood uh, what the last supper really was. Uh, it's a good thing to come to. Good thing to come with your family. Good thing just to to sit back and, and reminisce and get a greater understanding of uh, what Christ is calling us to do in, in this time. And so, during this time of fasting, we take a time to pray and fast and to pray for people. Because in the summertime, we do a lot of we do a lot of outreach, uh, and especially directed at young people. So we do our in June when school is out, we have our uh, all day uh, youth camp. From nine thirty to four thirty, Monday through Friday, uh, kids and ages, uh, you know, they're from reading to twelve. And then we have a junior high group uh, that that focuses on leadership. And if they finish those two years of leadership with us, uh, then they become staff at at our program. And I'm and I'm happy to say, and you've heard me say it on the radio before, that uh, you know, the last two years, all of my staff have been uh, graduates of our program. 
from executive director on down. They've been graduates of the program. And and last year was a uh it was a hard year, uh but it was a a breakthrough year. You know, sometimes, you know, you you say you want to accomplish something, but then you're afraid to really do it. You know, you like you say you know you want to lose weight, but you know, you don't want to do them sit ups. You know, you don't want to you don't want to turn down that extra biscuit. You know, I mean you, you say you want to practice fiscal responsibility, but you won't let anybody do a budget for you. You know what I mean? So you, you, you we can say some things, but then it's hard to do to do those those particular things. And you know, one one of the things that that uh uh happened last year was I had to have open heart surgery. And so here here I am in the midst of this summer, you know, and uh, you know, we uh trying to you know raise money, you know, uh you know, we do a lot. You know, our budget is about seventy thousand dollars and a year and we do a lot for seventy thousand dollars. We run an eight week camp every day, fully staffed. Uh we we run uh different outreaches. We run a college prep program. Uh, we run a, a Saturday Kids program, and we run uh, a high-level track and field program, and uh, we're, tra- we're traveling around the nation. We run all that for seventy thousand dollars. You know, people always wonder how I do it. You know, it, it, I really don't have a choice because <laughs> it's hard even get to seventy. So I go out with open heart surgery, and so the leadership goes down. And, you know, you, you say you're a leadership development organization and you're developing leaders, but, you know, are you really developing leaders? Well, last year we found out we really are developing leaders because when I went down, you know, they took over. And I think the oldest person running the show probably was 24. And uh, they ran the whole summer program. They ran the, the track program. They did everything but raise the money, which I wish they would have raised the money, but they did everything but raise the money. And uh, But it, it showed that the things that that were given to them, the things that were put into them, the things that we said we were going to do were really done. And uh, it, it's, it, but it, it took a, it took a, a, a catastrophe to uh, give us the faith to lean on it because we had to lean on it because, you know, I, I, I was down. So, uh, it helps me feel a little bit better this year, knowing that you know my presence is not needed. You know that I that I can be the orphan executive director and wander around someplace else, and they can ha- they can handle business. But but we pray for forty days about the different outreaches we do. You know we do a Friday night community dinner where we feed a dinner to the community. Where we're doing we're doing a lot. You know we do uh, a blessing of the bikes. Biker Sunday, where we bring in all the bikers in and give them a soul food buffet and pray for their bikes and pray for their families and pray for their safety. And, you know, and they, they, they come out and, and uh, you go see, it's just a lot of things we're doing. And so we want to, we, we, we season that, we sprinkle that with prayer. And as I was reading the other day in the book of Philippians chapter one, uh, Paul said, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And, you know, and, and prayer is something that and, and that I have to admit that 
that that uh, at this stage in my life, I have not leaned on in a, in a great in a great way. I've kind of leaned on my own understanding, or I've kind of leaned toward the intellectual or the strategic, and and not necessarily the prayer part. So this this time of year, this this season, where we focus on uh, praying for you know the leadership in the Twin Cities, praying for leadership in our church, praying for uh, finances, praying for the people we're going to encounter in the summer. Uh, as we try to season and sprinkle time with prayer before we go out there and do outreach, uh, you know, it, it brings me back to the fact that that prayer is the most important part of this equation. Obviously, if you're familiar with the book of Philippians, you know, the Philippians supported Paul. Paul was very thankful for the support that the Philippians gave him. You know what I mean? And, you know, he said, when I pray and I make my request for you, I make them with joy. You know, I mean, his relationship with them was a good relationship and you know and you know you look at most of Paul's letters he starts off talking about how he prayed for people in in a prayer that goes into even sometimes writing a prayer into the letter and and sometimes I get to the point where I just want to get it done you know I mean I I just want to get it done and and I forget about about prayer you know I was this a guy who always calls me he never hangs up unless he prays with me and and I I get to remember like you know, why is that so hard for me as a brother in Christ to remember that to pray for my other brothers and sisters in Christ, that that would be something that I would do, something that would be automatic for me to say, you know, let us not end this moment together. Let us not end this conversation, this fellowship, this meal, you know, without without praying for one another. And sometimes, you know, it just I am appreciative of them and they do bring me joy. And, you know, but sometimes, you know, I just, you know, maybe hug their neck and tell them I love them, appreciate them. And, but I don't, the prayer part is not there. The, the, the what really draws us together is, is our relationship with God. You know, what really keeps me and my wife together is, is, uh, is, is our relationship. You know, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, if, if I, if it wasn't for my relationship with God, I doubt that me and my wife would have enjoyed these 24 years of, of marriage because it it allowed her to see some things in me that that I couldn't see and that she can see the Christ in me working and and it comes to that point. And so when you when you look down further he says there's another key word that stood out to me in verse six he said, And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Man, you know, it it's it's not over until Jesus comes back, you know, and sometimes we make mistakes and sometimes we have victories and we think that the mistake is over or because of the victory is over, but it's not over until the day when Christ Jesus returns. And that's, and so we have to keep our hands to the plow. So to say, we have to keep our focus on that. We don't have to beat ourselves up. We don't have to get to that point. You know, I, I, I made, I made, I made a mistake this past weekend where uh, three months ago I got a phone call and about a speaking engagement, you know, and, and I put it in my phone and uh, they since mailed me two letters to remind me about the speaking engagement. I never paid attention to the dates on the letters because I had already entered it in my phone months earlier, you know, only to find out that, I had the wrong date in my phone. So I traveled all the way to California 
only to find out I'm a week early, you know. And if most of y'all know me, I'm never early for anything. So it's like, I'm, so it's like <laughs> I'm always late. So it's like it's like here it is. I'm a week early, you know, to get out there. And you know, and so you you look at it and you can beat yourself up, you know. But you know, me and my wife just looked at it and said, you know, there's a there's a reason why, you know, the Lord allows at this point and say, and man, we just rested. I mean, you're talking about. Some people who were like old folks, man, we were falling out, man. We we would be sitting up there talking, and both of us fall asleep at the same time, and we're out. And I can't sleep more than five hours, so sometimes I was falling asleep 10 o'clock. I'm waking up at 3.30 in the morning, you know, reading 10, 20 chapters of my Bible, trying to fall back to sleep, you know, because <laughs> I didn't got my five hours in already. I got to wait for her. And uh, But, man, it was a restful trip, and the sunshine was beautiful, and we, you know, we just took walks. You know, uh, you know, went through the mountains, down on the beach. You know, what I mean, just a just a great time for us. You know, what I mean, and and I'll go back. You know, I'll 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 go back. I'll, I'll fly in, speak and fly out, and and do what I need to do, and and uh, and 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 get it right this time. But the thing about it is, is that you know, you know, <laughs> it's just you. God knows what He needs for you to do. You don't have to beat yourself up. Neither do you need to pat yourself on the back. Yeah, you know I mean, all we need to do is stay faithful and continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You know, uh, doing this radio pro- program is a, is a joy for me, you know, to, to get in there. And at times I wonder uh, why, you know, and then I run into somebody who listens to the program who really appreciates it. I'm really surprised at the number of people who listen to me on, on SoundCloud and uh, who get back to me, and uh, sometimes, when, you know, those of you, uh, the teachers who have my kids in your classroom, <laughs> my kids do relay your message to me about you listen to my program, uh, and and I'm flattered with that, you know. But like I said, my main point of view of getting out here is to expose you to what's going on in the urban area, and let you know that God is God is working in the urban area, despite the reports that you may hear. Matter of fact, I have a some um, some guys that will be coming on the show, be guest hosting. Uh, they have some very unique perspectives and some very unique perspectives on outreach and and how to impact uh, this next generation. You know, I I will be honest with you in this and that we do need um, a revival in the area of youth evangelists. We need those people who are committed to being youth pastors, being youth evangelists, to go out here and engage our youth one-on-one. We've had some excellent, dynamic people come along and through that way, especially in the Twin Cities. And uh, they've uh, they've been elevated and everything like that, but there's a gap. And uh, we need to get back to that, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and you know, part, part of what I would like to do is to help shepherd, to help mentor, uh, to help resource that next generation of, of youth evangelists because our young people need it. Uh, they need the people who are going to be on the playgrounds, who are going to coach the, coach the teams, who are going to be out there and be an example of Christ to them and, and what they do and what they're saying to do. But back to the book of Philippians, before we take a break, I wanted to share verse 7 with you. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. When you when you give, when you share, when you pray for, when you support the work of God, you are a partner. 
you know what I mean? You are a partner. You are a frontline partner in that work. And uh, and, and, and you not only do you bless that individual, but God in turn blesses you. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. And I'm just going to talk a little bit more about giving and the effects of giving and the power it has in your life. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. So you want to take a break from your day and watch some funny videos online. There's nothing wrong with that, but it can be tough with all the riffraff, pop-ups, and questionable content on some video streaming sites. The solution, GodTube.com. This is a news story talking about the existence of atheist megachurches. Hey, what do you do there? Do you sing worship songs? Shout to the void, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to nothing. Safe for the whole family. Get your daily laugh from the comedy section at GodTube.com. Hey, this is Pastor Joe Sutton. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, here just talking about... Uh, the intro to the book of Philippians. You know, I just want to hit the book of Philippians uh, for the next couple of weeks and bring bringing you some people who are giving who are giving their time, talent, and treasury and helping uh, reach folks in an urban context. Uh, you know, one of the things that 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 like I said, motivated me to do the show is that I'm a giver. I I, I love to give, man. I, I uh, you know, one of the hardest things for me when when my kidneys failed and and I had to quit work was that I had to cut cut out on my giving. You know, I mean that was just a, a hard thing, you know, to 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 know the missionaries and different things that I, I support and and seeing watching the amount of tide drop so low, um, you know, because I, w- I didn't have no income. You know, I mean I, I mean I tied on what I had, but I just didn't have the income like I used to have. And, you know, it wasn't no writing no more thousand dollar checks or nothing like that. And uh and so that 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 really hurt me. My wife's a giver too and that really hurt us a lot. And uh and so because I pastor a, a, a small church where, you know, we have people, but no one makes a lot of money. You know what I mean? I'm probably the biggest, biggest giver in the church. I mean, you know, it's, it's, so it's like, it's, it's, it's not a cash flow problem. You know, it's, you know, we doesn't, I mean, I'm not talking numbers, but you know, it's a struggle. And, uh, and so, you know, we was like, how do we, you know, you know, maintain this and, and meet the needs that we see in the community. So we started uh, a nonprofit, and and that's where we do our three deep leadership academy, and we run our Eagles Wings Track program, and we do our different outreaches and things like that, along with that at the church. And then, uh, and so we started uh, a business last year, and hopefully, the business will be able to to help fund the. Uh, the, the the ministries and maybe even help fund them long after we're gone. 
that's our goal is to start a foundation that will still fund urban ministry around the world long after we're gone. And it's going to be a family foundation, and my family's working on that now. And because, uh, you know, we want to be known as givers, you know, just want to be known as givers. And when I look at the book of Philippians, and it, it, it talks about giving, and it talks about what, you know, how they, those people are partners in the ministry with Paul. You know what I mean? We know that 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 that's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing to partner and to give. You know, and I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we don't teach our kids how to give. You know, we have little missionaries stuck up on a map, a world map at our house. And, uh, you know, we're, we're sending money to Sudan, to Kenya, Nigeria, uh, Pacific Rim, uh, various places in the United States, Chicago, Detroit, you know, Houston. I mean, you know, and they get to see where this money is going and who we are supporting and how it's making an impact. And I'm going to tell you why that's, that's good. Sometimes you may not ever, ever, ever check, get a chance to see, you know, what the works you're doing and, and, the, and the fruit that's bearing. But there are times when God gives you a glimpse. And I just want to share that t- a time like that with you. Uh, the other night I was at a I was at an awards banquet. My daughter had received a, a scholarship to, uh, to, to college, and they had an awards banquet there. And the program is called the Act Six program, and she had received a, a scholarship to it, and um, and so, but while we were there, my wife was like, I felt like I was at a family reunion because we got to see all these other young people that we worked with over the years, and then testifying to your age, you get to see the children of young people that you work with also, <laughs> also that were there that were going back and forth and. And uh, people that, you know, we met along the journey, you know what I mean? You know, just, it's just meeting all these people that we, other pastors and other things, just just teachers, administrators we hadn't seen in a while, and, you know, who were there celebrating with the kids that had won these these uh, particular scholarships. It was 31 kids that had gotten scholarships to, to Augsburg, Bethel, Northwestern, North or North Central. And uh, we were there just watching the celebration and to honestly say that I knew somebody going to every one of those schools, worked at every one of those schools and going through there, and they understood the program. And this year marks the sixth year in a row that we've sent all the kids out of our college prep program to college with no debt. You know, they don't don't have to take that. Now, they, they choose to take debt, and I've had them choose to take debt. You know, even my own children have chosen to take out loans. They didn't need a loan, but, you know, they wanted to live like they were the Hiltons or somebody. But, you know, but but it's six years in a row we've gotten kids into institutions and they've been scholarship and they don't have to worry about taking out a loan or debt. And, uh, and so, which was a great accomplishment for us because those lives are going to be different. You know what I mean? And and sometimes you get a chance to see. And, and, and part of the commitment that I asked them to do is that, if I get you this, then you have to come back and volunteer some hours with me. So they, they agree to volunteer 100 hours, you know, back in the urban community, uh, sometimes with our program and with other programs so to make an impact because I don't, I don't want them to lose sight of and go to these nice institutions located in small towns or in suburbia and lose sight of the plight of their other brothers and sisters are going through back in the urban context. So we, they still come in and, and volunteer and still do some stuff there to keep them there. And so, and understand that the gospel is needed everywhere. And they, 
they 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 have to be messengers of the gospel no matter where they go. So it, it was a great thing to see that that your, your, the time you spend, the money you spend, the 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 the, the effort you spend with these, and you see it paying off in the lives of these young people. And now they're on a journey, and which will not only change their lives but will change their families' life. Because I know it changed mine. I mean, it changed my life, changed my wife's life. My kids live the way they live because someone took the time to invest in me and point me toward the way to a better life you know, in Christ, you know what I mean? And and it was just a change. And so, so that, that's the powerful thing. And sometimes you get to see it and sometimes you don't. And, uh, but it really doesn't matter. If you remember, like we read in Philippians before that you continue to work until it's finished and it's not finished until Christ Jesus returns. So no matter what you may think about your, 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 your daughter, your son, uh, that kid in youth group or that person who had a nerd to sit on the front row of the church while you preach it, you know what I mean? That it ain't over until Christ Jesus returns. Don't give up on him. Uh, don't 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 despair. But you just keep on giving your time, your talent, and your treasury because we need as many partners in the ministry to help us reach the world for Christ as we can. God bless you. Enjoy a prosperous week. And remember, double check your calendar. You don't want to fly to California on the wrong weekend like I did. <laughs> Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.